All right, listen up. I'm making friends. That's a rarity. I made a new friend by the name of Josh Raymond. He owns and wrestles in Independence Pro Wrestling. That's based in Michigan. Now, on the west side of the state here in Grand Rapids, they're having a wrestling show. Doesn't happen that often, apparently. So Josh is the guy that's kind of bringing it back. His event is scheduled for Sunday, the 27th of June at 6 p.m. at a place called Battle GR. That's like a place I think they do like laser tag or something like that. That doesn't matter. All you need to know is that Battle GR is in Comstock Park, Michigan. That's where the wrestling event is going on. In the uh, show notes of this podcast, you can click to get the tickets. I am going to be there. I'm trying to get the Queen of the Forest to go, and I'm trying to get the NFK to go. The Queen of the Forest, I think, is in. The Prince of the For- the Princess of the Forest may go, too, with Justin. Justin is not yet a prince. The NFK, if he went there, oh, my God, this would be incredible. He might throw one of his Crocs at one of the bad guys. All right? That would be a problem, though. We don't want that foot out. Anyway, the Queen of the Forest, she might even feel up one of the wrestlers, too. So I will be there for this event. It is Sunday, the 27th, 6 p.m., Battle GR. Link in the show notes. Get your tickets and go. Okay. Joining me on this interview is uh, Joey Williamson. Uh, Much to my better judgment. Wait, uh, that's not how you say that. Against my better judgment, Joey Williamson is in in on this. Uh, He is a wrestling fan, fanatic, if you will. He helped me in talking with Josh Raymond. Okay, enjoy it. Bye-bye. You guys ready to do this? I'm ready, man. Okay. It's funny because you're sideways, but it's no big deal. doesn't matter. All right, there you go. Okay, perfect. That's better. That's better. Okay. So let's yeah, see. I didn't realize my, uh, my camera on my, my uh, laptop doesn't work. So, yeah. <laughs> my kid so, uses no big deal. I'm so glad you guys are here. Uh, uh, let's set the stage. All right. Joey Williamson, legendary fan of professional wrestling, amongst other things. Okay. Uh, and a huge fan of the idea of Grand Rapids hosting wrestling again. And he's been talking about this for some time with me. So that is why I'm excited. He was excited and I'm excited on his behalf. And I'm excited about Independence Pro Wrestling coming to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And the gentleman who's bringing that all uh, to us and it's coming to light is Josh Raymond. Josh, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. And Joey, welcome to you too. How are you? Doing good. Okay, Joe, uh, you and I have uh, got to know each other over time, and, and, and we'll talk to Josh in just a second. But um, you are chomping at the bit about this event coming up to uh, beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. Isn't that right? Yeah. Um, you know, Grand Rapids uh, has, you know, kind of a rich history of pro wrestling, West Michigan in general. Um, there's a lot of great talent that's come out of West Michigan that necessarily hasn't gotten the recognition and credit that they deserve. Sure. sure. So I've always been passionate about the West Michigan area. And so um, Grand Rapids hasn't had a promotion that's ran consistently in over 10 years. Okay. And you know what, this is too big of a town to not have that sort of thing happening, frankly, in my opinion. And I'm sure that you would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Enter Josh. Josh, um, you've uh, though you you're you're not old. You have lived like five lifetimes worth of wrestling. 
into a short amount of time. It has been burned into your uh, body and soul since you were, uh, I'm guessing, a little boy. Isn't that right, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. My, my first memory is like legitimately watching professional wrestling. My mom worked at a uh, video store and she'd bring wrestling tapes home. And like, that's my first memory in life. So, yeah. So that's, uh, it, it wasn't long before you started watching that. You thought, oh my God, this would be a dream come true if I were able to do this. That's all I ever wanted to do was be like Hulk Hogan or, you know, maybe a foot shorter and 150 pounds less. But yeah, I mean, that's all I've ever wanted to do is be a professional wrestler and, at the age of 18, I was able to pursue that and travel the world. And now I bring wrestling back to West Michigan where I have my wife and family and now I'm running a promotion. So, yeah. That's really cool. Um, did you get your, did you cut your teeth in backyard wrestling? Did you, you, you had I to did. have done all that, right? I did. Yeah. I actually, I met a professional wrestler. Well, at the time, another backyard wrestler out of Grand Rapids, um, lived off of Lake Michigan drive actually. And at 15, I borrowed a car and drove up here to backyard wrestle with him. And, uh, we got into, um, the same kind of stuff. And he introduced me to a promoter who wasn't a very good promoter, but somebody who I thought would get us into the wrestling business. Um, and he kind of actually did by being a goof and other people saying, Hey, these kids really want to learn. So Jeff King and I ended up getting a ring and a building and getting trained by a guy named Frank in the face out of, uh, Grand Rapids, who was a good professional wrestler who was kind enough to save us. Yeah, I was reading about the face. The face was it was big in Ring of Honor wrestling. Isn't that right? Uh, different guy, different guy. All right. I, I acted like I knew stuff and serves me, yeah, serves no, me, serves me right for trying to act like I knew what the hell was going on. Joey, you were nodding uh, as all that was going on, um, kind of living vicariously, I'm guessing, through Josh, right? Well, uh, you know, it's funny because um, – in a lot of ways, um, Josh and I kind of had the same dream. Um, I used to backyard wrestle with my best friend from middle school and high school. But when it got time to go train, obviously my cardiologist wasn't going to clear me to do that, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so my, my friend from high school ended up training at Dan Severn's school in Coldwater and that's how I really got involved on the independent scene is, you know, actually watching, watching the trainings at Dan's school and then started going to Dan Severn's wrestling shows uh, with my buddy like once a month. And that's actually, that's, that's how I met Josh. Um, when I uh, look at the history of wrestling, you know, like when I was watching the Andre the Giant documentary, they talk about all the different territories and things like that. And that still is a thing to this day, right? Territory, wrestling way, territories? In a way, it, it is. Um, like in Michigan, there's quite a few promotions. There's a, a lot in the east side. You know, somebody, a small Detroit promotion won't go above, you know, um, seven mile or something like that because somebody else rubbed above it. On the west side of the state, nobody really runs over here except for me. There are like some unspoken rules of like some promotions where they won't go into other people's territory because it's kind of offensive or it's just like a, a business move that they don't want to do. But I mean, for the most part, uh, with since cable TV happened, uh, WWF took over and ended up buying out most of the territories that were around at the time. Um, yeah. And I can, I can understand the whole business about territories and how, what, what is good and what is bad because a lot, because you might like borrow wrestlers and things like that. Other promotions, you kind of have to work together. So there's a, there's a almost like a mafioso, like, 
uh, a, a vibe to it, minus the violence, I'm guessing. Yeah. Or, or mean, maybe, uh, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> no, there's not, not too much behind the scenes. Uh, I mean, there are fights occasionally, but uh, for the most part, the promotions in Michigan, there's three or four of us who are like on the up and up who all communicate with each other to not run in the same days. And, you know, we use some of a lot of the same top wrestlers and all the same promotions. So we, we kind of work together to uh, not mess with each other, not go to each other's areas. And um, I, I don't, um, yeah, I don't get why it, it hasn't taken off here because I, if anybody who just has the uh, uh, drive and the knowledge, like, like you do and the people that, uh, that work with you, I don't know why something like this doesn't take off because it's fun. It's just fun. And you, and, and the world is so much closer now. The fact that you can, with, you know, a thousand bucks worth of equipment, you can have a pretty damn good thing for the world to watch on their phone for God's sake. I mean, it's all there. Absolutely. Um, we ran a show March 2nd of 2019 at the uh, Masonic temple in downtown Grand Rapids. It's a great show. We packed it 300 people in, like the third floor, which is the worst setup for a wrestling ring ever. But uh, it was a great show, and we we're looking forward to coming back. Um, when we started doing some stuff in Kalamazoo, and then around March next year, everything kind of shut down. Yep, yep. So, okay, here we are. Um, we're hoping, we've got our fingers crossed, that uh, people are going to stop getting sick, and uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, we're slowly kind of uh, working our way back to it. And, and frankly, who knows what the hell is going to happen in the future, but you're still plugging along. Do you see if all things remain safe? in five years, you might have some consistency built up doing this, right? That's the goal right now. I mean, I, I really want to have a nice area in the West side of Michigan right now. Like we have uh, Kalamazoo area. We have battle Creek. Um, we've been recently running Pawpaw regularly. And now, you know, we're trying to expand to Grand Rapids and Muskegon. So the idea is to have a few places uh, every month or every other month where we could have shows that, you know, wrestling fans don't have to travel, you know, an hour or two to go to. I love it. I love the fact that I've always, um, it's taken me a long time to appreciate what it is that you do and what is going on in wrestling. I've talked to Joey about this and this is my honest, steadfast will never, ever change my opinion about professional wrestling from someone who doesn't watch it. I don't watch shit, but I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> this is what I see when I see this. I see something that is so impactful to the fan that they wait in long lines, they pay their money, they buy in, they follow the stories, and for a period of time, they're as invested into this as any television show. It's a live play with actual physical athletic actors doing what they do. It's no different than binge-watching a television show. It's no different. It's that type of entertainment that just draws you in and that's 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 fucking fun i love it yeah me too man i mean to me like wrestling's white trash circus delay you know what i mean it's it's a, it's an art form of its own um you know i love it it's something that i've always it's not it's not a highbrow form of entertainment by any means but it's like violet soap opera so i mean yeah i i, yeah. I can take any anything with wrestling and, and enjoy it because there's always some sort of story and whether the match or the angles and i think there's you know, stories in life that people can relate to and characters and subgenres of the, of the characters that they can relate to. So I think there's a lot in wrestling that if people gave it a chance, I think they'd actually find out that they might actually enjoy it. Well, and it's, it's, I'll, I'll even take that a step further. Oh, by the way, all of the people that are participating in it, there is no 
there's no dialogue that they have to memorize. They got to make it all up as they go. I mean, generally, yes, yeah, sure. Outcomes are set up or whatever. Nobody's arguing that, but the fact that all those little intricacies and those things, they're all, those are all happening spur of the moment because they, they, they know how to work with each other. Correct. Yeah, especially on this level where it's not overproduced by agents or producers who are behind the scenes for a television product. Uh, at this level, independent wrestling, there's definitely a lot more um, leeway for the improv and what we do. Joey, uh, all of what you watch, you know, you pretty much cover everything when it comes to uh, being a uh, aficionado and a fan of and kind of like a guru. Um, do you have a preference, independence or uh, glitz and glam like WWE? What do you what do you prefer? It's going to shock a lot of people, but independence. How come? Um, the way I've always described independent wrestling people to people is it's personal and it's intimate. Like you can't you can't go to a WWE show and talk to the superstars, at, you know, during intermission. Um, you can't. You know, back for a while, um, when I used to go to WWE shows at Van Andel, you know, fans would line up, fans would line up along the uh, gate of the delivery area and watch the wrestlers come in. You can't even do that anymore. And so, going to an independent wrestling show, I mean, you can, you can talk to the guys, and you'll find out that they're normal human beings, just like everybody else. Just trying to make a living. You know, uh, Josh, take me through what it's like for a wrestler as they're working their way up. Have you ever worked with someone who seemed like, okay, uh, they're not going to be here very long. They're on their way up, up, up. Can you take me yeah, through what that's like? Absolutely. Um, you know, you learn, you go to a wrestling school. Most people go to a wrestling school. Uh, Dan Severn had, used to have a school where I was training people there for a while, but I have my own school now and I, I teach people professional wrestling. So you go to wrestling school, you learn the basic psychology of wrestling. You learn the moves and everything that goes along with the moves. And then from there, you kind of pursue it almost like a, um, like a band where you're almost like your own agent, where you contact these um, venues. Instead of contacting venues, you contact promoters and promotions and ask if you can help out. Um, you know, I've, I've trained at this place. I learned from this person. I'm, I'm working these shows. I'm interested in working for you. So you're kind of, do your own kind of booking. Um, and then from there you get on shows, you network with other people, you meet people, uh, you get contacted sometimes by, you know, emails or texts or whatever. Uh, but for the most part, you're your own brand. You are your own entity where you have to make your name on your own. Like you don't have anyone else doing anything else for you, which, um, is, is kind of fun, especially like now with technology, it's so much easier. Um, but I mean, yeah, when I first started out, I was able to get into a lot of really good promotions early on by networking and just humbly being pretty good um, at an early age. But, but I mean, I got in there with a guy by the name of Seth Rollins, who is the top guy pretty much right now in WWE. At the time, it was Tyler Black. When I met him, I'm like, oh, look at this guy. He looks like he's going to make a million bucks. And he ended up making millions of bucks. So, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of really good friends who are on the independent level, but I have a lot more who are actually uh, on television right now. So, yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Um, you talk about all of the things that the individual can control, okay? And it isn't everything, but if, is, is there one thing that is the absolute quintessential ace in the hole? And for some, I don't know, it might be like, for example, Hulk Hogan, he was so enormous. That was a huge thing and the golden hair and that, and then, okay, he got this big push. Um, if you're a wrestler and you have a set of tools in your toolbox and you could pick one thing, would it be charisma? Would it be gigantic height or size? I mean, take me through it as to what the one thing that a, a wrestler would, would love to have if they could choose. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things. There's uh, you know, like you said, charisma, uh, appearance, whether your appearance is, you know, you're a 10 foot tall with a Mohawk and you're giant or whatever. Um, but the thing that, you know, nowadays that everybody, who is kind of the top level of independent wrestling and really for WWE, uh, they have character. They have, um, they have something about them that is um, almost an it factor in a lot of ways. Like if you, if you met the rock in, you know, 98 or whatever, you know, that guy's going to be a star um, right now with wrestling. Everybody's really good at wrestling. One, everybody's a good wrestler. And two, they have some form of character. So like everybody, like uh, an AEW, some of the top guys are uh, luchadors, um, Penta L or well, help me, Joey. What's his name? Well, I call him Pentagon. Penta. Pentia. Anyhow, uh, he had to change his name for legal reasons. But uh, Pentagon, he he was incredible, and uh, he has this character where it's like no fear, and people get into it really big. He has a great appearance, and he's good at wrestling. So it's really not just one thing. Now you have to have at least two to really stick out in wrestling, and whether it's your your appearance or your in ring ability or your charisma or your talking ability, like. You have to have two now. Uh, what is it harder to be a face or a heel? Oh, I love being a heel. Uh, and I think it's probably easier to be a heel because easier to make someone dislike you than like you, I believe. <laughs> that sounds like I would love that. I, 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 I really get a, I don't know about you guys, but I really get a kick out of angering people. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. It's so much fun to me. Uh, like if I'm sitting here on the show and I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm whatever. And I see those people put emojis like with the mad face and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> it actually brings, warms my heart when I see that I've upset someone. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's something you can't do in real life for the most part. You can do online and you can do, you know, through different things and through pro wrestling, you have the ability to make people mad and for it to not come back and bite you. You know what I mean? Joey, as a veteran of, of of watching wrestling, do people still make you mad at what they do in the ring? Um. Well, it's it's, it's funny because, um, you know, Josh's guy Seth Rollins is feuding with my guy right now, Cesaro, <laughs> and so like I I hate Seth Rollins right now. Like him and those annoying suits. So, it, was, it was funny because he took out Cesaro two or three weeks ago on television. And I'm like, okay, no Cesaro on TV this week. I'm, you know, pissed off that Rollins took him off TV. And then this past Friday, I kind of like, okay, hey, Cesaro's back. I'm not so mad anymore. Okay. These are the things that keep you awake at night. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. The day that you don't care is the day that these are not important people in their, in their profession, you know? Yeah. Uh, Josh, uh, t- take me through what it's like putting on a promotion. I mean, you, is this, it, I mean, to the average person, I mean, uh, not everybody can appreciate the amount of work and energy and stress in putting in a promotion so that people can go and see it. Take me through what you're going through. We're about a week and a half away from your event. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I wear a lot of hats. That's, that's for sure. Uh, from graphic designer to booker to uh, social media marketing, you know, everything that's under the sun. So, I mean, I do everything hand, like, you know, from printing out my own eight by tens to flyers to graphic design, all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I do every little thing about that. And I don't know if that says anything about my micromanaging abilities or whatever, but yeah, I, I, that's something I do a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, first thing we got to do is we got to find our wrestlers. we got to find our venue and we have to find a date, you know, those are what we do with wrestling. So we get a date, we get a venue, we get our wrestlers, we line everything up. Um, as far as with stories, you want to continue storylines, you know, that's something you want to do. Um, and that's something I think we're really, we do really well at independence pro wrestling is we have stories for everybody. I mean, there's, everybody has something going on, whether it's a feud or, um, you know, a pursuit, a goal. Everyone, these characters that we have right now has something that they're aspiring to, to do. I would imagine that with the number of people that are there. Okay. Let's say not many of them are aware of the story. It, 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 uh, I bet it's an art form to, in the span of that live show, somehow get as many of those people that are watching it with eyes on, on the athletes up to speed as to what is happening to get them interested in it. Cause you know, this is an opportunity for them to possibly pay attention to the next thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. And uh, that's, that's a game. That is, that is not easy to do. And to be able to convey that through a microphone loudspeakers and through actions is, uh, is tricky. I think that if you can master it at this level, you can master anything. Sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can print off, you know, programs with the stories in the programs. You can put up videos with a projector or whatever, but at the end of the day, like you got to make sure that people really want to pay attention to stories. And the most common thing people do is get on the microphone and they talk and explain those stories that are currently going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, this is being recorded on the 17th of June. The event is June 27th, which is Sunday at a place called Battle Grand Rapids. I know exactly where this is. It's kind of like in that industrial area of Comstock yep, Park, yep. right? Yep, it's a very end of the industrial complex on the left-hand side. Isn't that where, like, near where Elk Brewing is? I think so. I can't yes. remember. I think that's right, Joey. But, um, all right. Now, uh, if what, what you do is you go to facebook.com slash independencepro-wrestling, and I'll link all this stuff up in the interview. And um, let's see, Sunday, June 27th. I am making plans, Joey, to be there. I, I, I really want to see this with you. I'm really excited about it. Uh, 20 bucks for general admission. You can get a front row seat for $25. Kids 12 and under are 10 bucks. Uh, doors at 5, bell at 6 p.m. This is the type of event where the whole family can go. Isn't that right, Josh? Absolutely. Yep. So you keep it all at that level, still fun, engaging, but at the same time, it's not going to be like over the top so that young people would be like, oh, no nudity, no, you know, no, no, too, nothing too vulgar, nothing yet. No, it's family. Okay. Friendly. Uh, I want to ask about this too, while I'm at it, uh, I was looking at your, um, 
information, Josh. And were, were you in something called like, uh, hold on a second here, Juggalo Championship Wrestling? <laughs> Please expl- explain to me what happens oh, in Juggalo Championship oh, Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been in a lot of places. Ring of Honor was kind of like my my main place that I wrestled for. Uh, wrestled for AAA in Mexico. Um, but yeah, Ring of Honor, um, or, or Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Uh, the Insane Clown Posse's have also always been wrestling fans. Yeah. Detroit. Detroit's got historic uh, wrestling history with Cobo Hall and the Sheik and everything. And um, in the early 90s, during their rap careers, they were actually trained to be professional wrestlers. Wow. <laughs> yeah, which weirdly enough, uh, once they started making a name for themselves by being this... Um, this taboo um, musicians, rappers, uh, they got brought into the independent wrestling scene and then into the professional wrestling scene where they were in every major company wow. from WCW to WWF to ECW and so on. So these guys end up going everywhere uh, and doing everything and being on the road and wrestling and traveling and, and actually being wrestlers. Uh, so after that, they decided to start, they decided to start their own promotion, uh, Juggalo Championship wrestling and uh <laughs> yeah they they do their own shows they have their own promotion it's interesting and, uh, boys so they they totally take it seriously this is they do they do i mean they they were pretty good promoters pretty good bookers i mean they have a good following in their fan base um but yeah i mean i i ended up wrestling as a guy by the name of billy bong and um as i think i was probably 24 25 at the time and i'd never <laughs> smoked weed in my life and like this, my character is like a pothead. So it's like, yeah, right. so, <laughs> whatever. You uh, are also at the, um, you are, are coaching uh, actual um, uh, uh, school wrestling, correct? Yep. Isn't that right? Yep. At uh, local yep. middle school? Yep. I've coached for Papa Middle School Wrestling for uh, half my life, 18, 19 years now. Jeez. Wow. Wow. Um, do you, now the um, teaching that type of wrestling and the, uh, are the kids familiar with what it is that you do? Have they seen you wrestle or do they aspire to be you? Uh, most of them don't aspire to do pro wrestling. A lot of them want to do MMA now. I mean, that's kind of been the crossover from pro wrestling fans to MMA fans, but uh, for the most part, they, a lot of them knew who I was prior, especially like 10 years ago. Um, but a lot of them find out now and, I've had kids come to my shows all the time who are like, Hey coach, look at you. You know, I just saw you do this thing. And that was really cool. I'm like, when did you see this? I was watching YouTube. Okay. okay. So yeah, I mean, they're like, they'll, they'll come to my shows too. It's neat. Um, you know, I, I wrestling in Pawpaw, which is where I, you know, coach. Um, I had had tons of kids who I've coached for end up at those shows. So yeah. That is excellent. Well, okay. Uh, I'm excited about it. I, I, I'm really hoping and praying that people get behind it because, uh, you know, uh, just, it just sounds like it's something fun to do. And, uh, you, you could very easily make a fan out of somebody like me and, and, and people like me. And then there you go. You're off and running with your own thing for, uh, for, uh, many, many years and, and, uh, and on and on and on Joey, any final thoughts on this? Um, you know, I was actually talking to a friend the other day and, um, he hasn't really been to many independent wrestling shows. And he, and he asked me a little bit more about who was running it. And so I, I, I ran down the list of everybody that Josh has worked that I know of. And the words that came out of his mouth were like, if anybody would know how to run a wrestling promotion, it would be Josh. And so, um, and that's the thing. That, that, that's the thing is like you see WWE nowadays, Raw and SmackDown, you know, they kind of struggle. 
that's because they don't have wrestlers writing wrestling or booking wrestling. Whereas you see like, you know, NXT has their full, their full group of writers are all former wrestlers. And that's the thing. It's the same thing concept with IPW is Josh has worked. I mean, I, like I said, I did my research. There's half the people that he's wrestled. I didn't even know that he actually wrestled, but um, you don't get to where he's been without the knowledge and the professionalism that he has. And that's why, you know, I'm very loyal to IPW. Um, that's why like, okay, this guy's worked so many people that have been successful. He obviously knows what he's doing. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, uh, Josh, I tell you what, man, we're really, really excited about, uh, about all of this. And, uh, I want people to go and I want to see you there. Josh, you yourself are going to wrestle. Isn't that right? I will be wrestling on that show. Absolutely. Battle GR. Did you make yourself the main event? No, no way. (laughs) All right, boys. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, if anybody wants to check it out, I left all the information and it is all, uh, it's all added into the podcast. You can just click on it, get a ticket, bring the family. And uh, there you go. Good to go. Everything, everything good with that. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, boys. I'll talk to you down the road. All right. All right. Thanks so much. See ya. Bye-bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.